Now, back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Roughly 35 million Americans take statins to lower cholesterol, reducing the risk of heart attack or stroke. But are enough people taking statins? Recent research from the Mayo Clinic says the answer is no. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Here now to tell us why statins are so important and to walk us through the study's findings is Dr. Francisco Lopez Jimenez, a Mayo Clinic cardiologist who was deeply involved in this study. Doctor, first off, the study looked specifically at statin use among those who've had at least one of three diseases for which statins are appropriate. What are these three diseases and how dangerous are they? Well, in this study, we divided participants into three different groups of types of vascular or cardiovascular disease. One were those with coronary disease, meaning those who had the arteries of the heart plugged, the arteries that feed the heart with oxygen. The second group was the group of individuals who had a stroke, and especially the kind of stroke where the blood flow is impaired suddenly because of a blood clot. And the third group was the group of individuals with we call peripheral artery disease, which is the blockages of arteries in the legs primarily. You studied nearly 300,000 patients from 2007 to 2016. What did your study find on the overall use of statins during that period? Well, there were several key findings. Number one, the use of a statin increased from barely above 50% over time, it increased in pretty much every single group. We also found that individuals who had a stroke and those with leg arteries that were obstructed were less likely to use statins, even though the benefit seems to be there for everybody with all those three conditions. And just to nail this down a little bit, I believe it was 50% use in 2007, which rose to only 60% in 2016. And there were further findings, as you just indicated. Tell us what are so-called high-intensity statins, and what were the results about their usage? Yeah, high-intensity statins are those, is a particular type of treatment where we use only statins that are pretty strong and powerful. There are many different statins, but there are only a few that are actually strong enough that will lower the cholesterol to the point where we want most of the times. So high intensity means using those type of statins at a medium or high dose. So it's the combination of being a powerful statin and also at a dose that was not small. And what we found is that the increase in the use of this strategy of so-called high-intensity statin therapy went up from 25% to 49%. And do I understand correctly that patients who continued their use of statins between 2007 and 16 increased from nearly 60% at the start to 70%? That's correct, yep. We're visiting with Mayo Clinic cardiologist Dr. Francisco Lopez Jimenez, on a recent study involving the use of statins. Doctor, none of these figures are anywhere near 80, 90, or even 100%. Were all these usage figures something of a disappointment, considering that the previous studies, as you mentioned, show the benefit of statins? Oh, absolutely, because as a preventive cardiologist, 
you know, we see patients dying from heart disease every day. We see patients suffering from heart attacks, strokes, and other consequences of the what we call atherosclerosis, which is the hardening of the arteries. And we know that this is preventable, and we know that the statins can actually cut the risk for a second heart attack. They can cut the risk of death, which is huge. Not many medicines that we use can actually provide that type of benefit. And it's disappointing because it's a medication that is actually pretty cheap, it's available everywhere, and they have a pretty good safety profile. So the chances that they will cause serious, serious side effects, the chances are actually very low. And in 2013, the American College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association set guidelines on what patients should receive statins. Basically speaking, what did they recommend? Well, the recommendation that came out in 2013 by the American Heart Association recommended essentially the use of statins in four particular groups. One was individuals like the ones I'm describing right here, people with heart disease or stroke or problems with the arteries of the legs where uh, the benefit is clear and unequivocal. The second group was individuals with diabetes. Those individuals have an increased risk for heart attacks and strokes. Also, the recommendation came for individuals in which they happen to be at a high risk for stroke or heart attacks. We use some special formulas that can tell you, you know, what is the chances that the person will eventually have a heart attack or not. Those are individuals for which it is called primary prevention. And this is perhaps the area where there is the most controversy because a lot of people who don't have heart disease are reluctant to use the statins because they say, well, if I don't have heart disease, why would I do it? The other group in which it is clear the benefit of statins is the group with high cholesterol values, very high cholesterol values. Those are individuals that are considered to have a genetic predisposition to have a very high cholesterol. And those are individuals who get heart attacks when they are in the 30s, the 40s. And the values, I mean, the cholesterol values are just sky high in those patients. So in those people, the recommendation is to treat them with this high intensity to lower the cholesterol as much as we can. We brought up the issue of cost earlier. All the brand name statins have a generic version now. Now, in spite of that, do you believe cost is still a barrier to some people taking statins? I think it is, but in a very, very small percent of patients and in a very small percent. I mean, we're talking about copays of $5, $10 a month at most. So certainly, you know, that might be a limitation for some individuals. But now that every single brand has a genetic version, I don't think that explains the results, really. But more people we know did take statins as more generics became available, did they not? That's true, and I think that was a very encouraging and positive finding. Did you find that patients in a certain age group were more likely to be prescribed statins? It depends, because it also goes according to whether or not they had some of the conditions that we listed. In general, individuals that are older than 65 years of age are more likely to get prescriptions for statins, and the reason is because they are more likely to have heart attacks and strokes at the same time. So naturally, they qualify for statins uh, more often. One problem that happens in medicine is that the younger the person, the less likely that patient will be to take a medication when we say that this medication is for life. 
because they just see that as a bleak future of taking medications for life. And the other thing is that the younger we are, the more likely we are to think about short-term consequences versus long-term. So when we give statins, what we are trying to prevent are heart attacks that might come in two years, five years, 10 years, even 15 or 20 years. And when you are 35, 36, the last thing you worry about is, you know, what is going to happen when you are 65. Fascinating discussion. Dr. Francisco Lopez Jimenez, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks. These days, it's okay.